0: Okay, so uh, we have the recording started, and uh, again, if all of you who are on the call today uh, probably did um, register for my teleseminars in some way that you got emails about the teleseminar, then a couple of days from now, you'll get an email with ways to um, uh, listen to this teleseminar or past teleseminars. We now... Have them as a podcast on iTunes and also on SoundCloud as well as my website. So you will receive um, you receive an email with the links to all of that, and you can listen to it in any form you'd like. Um, you could always go to my website, which I'll talk with you about at the end of the teleseminar, and, and download or listen to any of the past seminars that we've done. Well, today, I really uh, just wanted to talk about um, an understanding of the principles that allows us to go beyond our uh, compulsive or powerfully repetitive thinking. Um, I first wanted to talk a bit about what that means, but also then wanted to see, well, what's the understanding of these principles of mind, thought, and consciousness that allow us to really go beyond that kind of thinking? Um, so, uh, I'm going to talk for a, a bit of, a, a bit of time, maybe 25 minutes or so, and then uh, check in with everybody on the call today, because I really like this, the teleseminars to be interactive. If you've heard past teleseminars, then you know people join in and share. And, um, sometimes people share really deep understandings of. Of the principles or the day's uh teleseminar, and it really takes us to a deeper place of understanding, so I really would love to hear from all of you so i will um I will um, you know stop what I want to present to you and then invite people to talk and tell you how to do that. You just press start to on your phone, and I will see that and invite you to share. Um, so, what about this? Well, I think that um, it's part of a human vulnerability to uh, think habitually. Uh, Sidney Banks talks about this in some of his audio tapes. that, you know, we can't escape, um, once we're born, uh, you know, habits of thought. Um, it's just part of being in the human condition. And again, he talks about how what's helpful there is understanding the nature of thought, which allows us to uh, put those repetitive thinking in its place. But this compulsive thinking, I was thinking about it in terms of how how vulnerable we are to do that, given that um, we keep thinking repetitively about doing some kinds of actions that we think will get us to feel better. So, um, we might be thinking about uh, going shopping and uh, can't let the thought go because the idea uh, or the thought of going shopping or buying things um, kind of uh, is equated to feeling better or, you know, compulsively thinking about um, whatever it it could be, gambling or. you know, going to exercise or uh, anything we could come up with. And it becomes compulsive in the sense that it looks like um, looking in that direction of shopping or gambling or uh, exercise um, in a compulsive way makes us feel better. Uh, not so much the thinking itself, but the the, uh, the carrying out of that thinking. So one way of looking at compulsive thinking is that it's just thinking we get into that we can't let go of because we want to go in a direction of what that thinking is to feel better. And uh, again, you know, as we talked about it, you may have heard it's kind of common metaphor now within the three principles community, kind of an outside in thing that the feeling Better is outside. It's contained somewhere in the actions that our compulsive thinking leads us to do. That the good feelings we're looking for, the change in our feelings, occurs because of some behavior we are com- we compulsively thought about and and um, lead ourselves to do. And it could be anything, really. I mean, we're very creative in terms of um, what we can think about that. Uh, will lead us into um, feeling better. And then we get caught up in repetitively thinking about that with the pressure to carry out that thinking, whether it's video games, um, alcohol use, um, or who knows what it can be, you know, Uh, many, many things in which people compulsively think about as a way to go feel better. Um, And so I I think that we're vulnerable to that particularly when we uh, attribute a good feeling to what this thinking has led us to do. Another form of compulsive thinking is the more painful thinking of people just repetitively thinking about something um, that worries them, excuse me, or that they get worried about. A simple form of that is, um, did I turn the stove off when I left the house, you know? you know or the com- continually compulsive thinking of um of whether or not you did that and how that leads to painful feelings of worry or anxiety and so as a as living in the human condition with the power to think we learn ways to use this thinking in a way that um uh either gives us um Pressure to look through outside actions to feel better or continual thoughts that lead to um, worry, concern, or anxiety. A lot of people with um, repetitive thinking um, that they feel they can't get rid of uh, leads them to, to worry uh, or concern. Um, so that's the kind of thinking I, I wanted to address today. And... Um, And I wanted to look at it in kind of a deeper way of understanding the principles uh, so that uh, there's a possibility and a hope that people can go beyond their compulsive thinking. So here's the thing, and I would would suggest to listen to where I want to go in a more quiet way yourself, because I want to speak more in terms of the formless uh, energies of the these principles, the formless uh, capacity of these principles. Um, see, most people are looking at the compulsive thinking in terms of doing something about it. But what I have found in terms of my years with the principles is that that isn't what you want to do at all with any uh, thinking that uh, could be described as compulsive thinking. What you really want to find mm-hmm. is an under, understanding. And um, it's really about finding an understanding of how that is just a form of this uh, spiritual energy that you are a part of that uh, gives you the capacity to create thinking. And you want to find more understanding for these principles than ways to deal with the form of those, um, the form that that formless energy takes, which is compulsive thinking. You see, because the compulsive thinking is just a way that we use this power to think. And um, in one respect, it's just kind of a learned way of going about using thought using this power of thought. And the more we look at it as something to get rid of, the more uh, true it looks, um, the more real it is, um, and the more we stay at that level of thinking. We're just going to add some strategy or approach that will help us reduce that thinking. So it looks much more important than it is. Uh, It looks more valuable than it is. It looks more stronger than it really is. But so, but so that's why. Excuse me. Um, in in looking to the principles, it's really about an understanding, gaining a realization that this thinking we call compulsive is nothing more than a form that um, this energy has taken uh, through the, our own development, learning to to use thought in this manner. And that understanding has to come to us through a realization or an insight. It can't just be something we get intellectually because basically um, it doesn't matter to me who the person is within the three principles community. We do not really um, completely understand these principles. And uh, so once we start working with, the forms these principles take, these concepts or thoughts about our thinking, it may sound like we know some, we know um, all there is to know about, for example, the nature of thought. But we really don't. That's why you want to keep looking to your own deeper understanding all the time to go beyond your habitual thinking that could be uh, considered compulsive. Again, this thinking that we keep um, looking to to direct us to a better feeling or this feeling that we that keeps nagging us uh, that gets us worried or concerned. I mean, there are serious uh, forms of this thinking. I'm not wanting us to go deeply into the kinds of compulsive thinking because that, again, makes it look like we're talking about a form that... Um, Um, has some truth to it. Um, It is real at the time, of course, but uh, there's more levels at which to look at it than um, looking at what it's all about and the different forms that it can take as compulsive thinking. But really, I think we want to look at uh, that we really are just getting glimpses of these principles and they've helped us a great deal. Everybody who's had some insight or realization of the principles or see the nature of thought a little more clearly, it will certainly manifest into benefits in your life. Um, but there is so much more to see. And sometimes when we look at working with our thinking um, uh, we're, or looking into the form of thinking, takes or people's ideas of um, what thinking is about, um, we get the tendency to to say, oh, we've got that principle, Uh, now I need to see more about consciousness, or now I need to see more about mind. Um, It's easy to do, uh, particularly if you get some insights or realizations into thinking. Um, But truly, uh, we don't understand thought we don't really see all of what that spiritual energy is. Why? Because it's formless. It's spiritual. We'll never really understand them ever intellectually. So that's why when we're looking at going beyond compulsive thinking, that's either uh, worrisome or is uh, giving us pressure to carry out that thinking so we could feel better. Uh, we need to have understanding of where it gets created, what we are a part of that allows us to create that thinking and also the innocence of how all of us growing up, uh, coming into life and in our human form uh, are vulnerable to forming compulsive thinking. It's not like we escape it. It's part of uh, what it says we get we get contaminated coming into life. That's all he means is simply that we gain habits of thought. We get, gain habits of insecure thinking. Um, we never rid ourselves of our habits. It's, see, it's not a, a thing about uh, getting rid of compulsive thinking so you never have it again. It's, as it says, understanding the nature of thought. And to me, what I see happen is as we get more glimpses into the nature of thought or the principles, um, we recognize the compulsive thinking for what it is. We find ways that come to us in our minds to uh, quiet that down, look away from it. Uh, We begin to live in a different level of consciousness or a different level of thinking where um, that compulsive thinking really doesn't exist. So we might live in more areas of gratitude or um, we might live in thinking that has more forgiveness to it or self-acceptance or contentment. And again, you know, when we live in those forms of thought, um, uh, compulsive thinking doesn't exist in those Those forms. We have the feeling that that compulsive thinking was trying to get us to, or we're living in such a good feeling state that um, we're not really we're not really carrying out the compulsive worries or concerns or anxieties. And so um, that's why the understanding of the principles is so important. Uh, As an aside, you know, I hear. Uh, people that I'm mentoring now who want to share the principles or people who just want to understand the principles to live life in a better way that I'm coaching talk about a lot of these ideas about the nature of thought. One idea, I just got an email question from someone about the the idea that we feel are thinking. And uh, this person was getting confused uh uh, about that because he was thinking, doesn't something, uh, can't something other than thinking uh, cause feeling? So, but, but what I'm wanting to help people see is that that's just an idea. It's a good one that we feel our thinking, but that's just an idea. Like um, compulsive thinking is just thinking that we keep repetitively looking at. It's already formed energy. It's already formed energy. So if we look there, uh, we try to figure it all out at that level, that level of an already formed thought, you see, whether it's compulsive or a good idea, a concept. It's all the same thing. And what we want to do is go beyond that level of thinking, you see. And to go beyond that level of thinking, we have to stay reflective, to understand more about the nature of thought or the nature of the of the principles, mind, thought, and consciousness. Now, that doesn't mean um, we get that as quickly as we can get um, we feel our thinking. That kind of uh, soothes our intellect. Oh, I can hang my hat on that. I, I can work there. But you see, that's just an idea. That's just somebody's um, maybe realization that came to them about, the way the principles work. You've got much more than that available to you that can come out in your way. And all I want to point out by saying that is there's some choice here that allows us to go beyond uh, this thinking. Uh, We either work at the, the level of the thinking itself or we stay reflective to see more Uh, about this knowledge that we're calling the principle that's within us. And, uh, you know, one way I do that is to continue to listen to and read Sydney Banks. That seems to help me wake up this knowledge in me and see it more with clarity. So there's the difference here about uh, my sharing with you today the title, Going Beyond Compulsive Thinking. It's not anything to do. Really, although it sounds like it, you know, you you stay reflective. That sounds like something to do. It's hard to get beyond words that kind of indicate something to do. But what I want you to get a feel for is you're waiting to um, see something about your thinking uh, through insight or realization learning rather than at the level of the thinking. Okay, what strategies can I develop when I get into compulsive thinking that helps me um, disengage from it? That would be ways to look at dealing with compulsive thinking at the level of that thinking. What I'm saying is there's just so much more to see about the energy you're a part of that creates that thinking that will take you to a level of understanding where you live beyond that thinking. Um, you're living in a different quality of thinking that's getting created through the principles. So the more you can set out to look within to understand the nature of thought, um, you will begin to wake up to uh, uh, the knowledge of these principles that will allow you to live at a higher level of understanding or consciousness. Sid uses it to mean the same thing at times. Talks about levels of consciousness, talks about levels of understanding. And uh, again, to he said adamantly on one tape I heard that there are levels. There are levels of understanding. Um, and that they're infinite there's always more to see it's one of the other reasons i talk about today not wanting you to just rest at some idea that or some concept about the nature of the principles uh like we feel our thinking good idea it could be very very helpful but i I don't want people to stay there because there's so much more to see uh, beyond that. Um, So um, I want to wake up that um, it's about gaining more understanding than it is um, doing stuff about the thinking that is already created that you live in or that you fall back into, like this habitual pressured thinking that we call compulsive thinking. Um, because it fools us. Uh, It points us to the outside of us to either do something uh, um, in accordance with that compulsive thinking or do something to reduce the amount of time you spend in that compulsive thinking. Well, once you have a rise in your level of understanding, you're already in another, you're living in another level. You're living in another feeling state. You're living with different qualities of thought. That's why I've said in other, um, other teleseminars and on, on webinars that I've invited to be a guest on, that contentment is really a level of understanding that is beyond compulsive thinking. And uh, that's just a form. See, it's just, again, another idea. Just like feeling or thinking is, contentment is another idea. It's a good one. And um, trying to see that deeper is is really a wonderful thing to do because when you're really in that feeling of contentment, um, it's kind of a consciousness space where you don't think about yourself. Compulsive thinking is thinking that is about yourself. So the reason contentment is an antidote to that, um, because you're not thinking about yourself in um, the in this in the level of consciousness we might call contentment or pure love or pure understanding. Um, I just picked up uh, um, Maura Gleason's book uh, One Thought, and she talks about her experience in that space um, of pure love. And um, again, she kind of describes that there wasn't really any thinking about herself. And, um, you know, it's another way that she was able to find a level of consciousness. Um, Now, you can't think your way there. That's the thing. And again, that's why I'm talking about it being understanding. That's how we go beyond compulsive thinking and understanding takes place. You can't think your way there, really, but you know, you can know it's there and you can keep an eye within. You can uh, listen to teachings that might wake that up for you. You can be more reflective about yourself rather than serious about your your thinking um, but again, you know there it's really important to see that compulsive thinking is just a certain level of consciousness it just exists at a certain level of consciousness, and once you have insights into the true nature of what creates your reality that you live in or your, your experience of life. You have your own insights. And at that particular moment, you're at a different level of consciousness. You are beyond this compulsive thinking. Um, so um, I just want to stop here. Um, I just want to check in with people, see if it's helpful, see if you want to hear more see if you have any questions about what I've shared. Um, that helps me too, to see if there's um, something more I could speak to that maybe I overlooked as I'm just speaking to you today. Um, so I'd love to hear from the people that are on the call. There are a lot of people on the call, so I, in the time we have together, I may not get to everybody, but I would really love to hear from you. You could share with us um, something that may have come to mind uh, from the call today or you could share with us more of what you're seeing of the principles or you could have a question about what's been shared. So that's fine. Um, So again, if you have something you'd like to ask about or share, just press star 2 on your phone and I'll see that and I'll invite you to talk with us. Again, feel free to do so. You you all add so much to um the teleseminar and um I love hearing from everybody. So anything coming to mind for anybody today? Okay, so there is someone. It's um, I don't have a name, but it's Queens, New York, or New York City. Hi, Mark.
1: Actually, I'm here at Cisco. My name is Jeff Kelton. We talk times. Um, Hi, Jeff.
2: uh,
1: Hi, hi. Um, I have something maybe to share, but it has something about how I feel three principles have impacted me. Uh, Okay.
2: And
1: I thought I'd share that because it does relate to what we're talking about, about the kind of thinking we get stuck in in order to cope, let's say, or try to kind of deal. Um, I was a victim of a gunshot uh, situation uh, 12 days ago. I was shot here in uh, San Francisco in uh, a gang shooting thing. I I was right in the middle of this thing. And in the moment that this thing happened, I mean, something kicked in that took care of trying to protect myself, deal with myself as far as the situation is concerned. So I'm not going to go into details. But what I noticed, and what helped me a lot, was I could start. I could almost. I kind of was in maybe a dissociated state. I don't know how you want to define it, where I was able to observe myself in the midst of all this, and I could catch myself seeing all this kind of personal thinking about you know what uh, what I could have done to avoid the situation, what's going to happen to me. But I was able to recognize or remember this is just thinking, and in so doing, not try to follow that, not give it more energy than it's already showing up, just to notice it was there, let it run its course, stay in this other kind of place, which is more like this kind of like contemplative or kind of centered presence, and quite frankly, help me get through the whole thing. So I felt in some ways this echoes a lot of what we're talking about here, and uh, just another wrinkle to that that really woke me up.
0: Jeff um that was beautiful that was really right to the point and um I'm glad you're still with us and sorry this happened to you um I am but so I'm happy you're <laughs> Yeah I'm happy you're here and could and then and then was able to come on to the teleseminar. but you can see that that's exactly right when you really see the truth uh, I'm going to use my own words to describe what Jeff shared but when you really do see it through uh, that level of insight, you know, that level of understanding, that is just a thought, it takes care of you. You've got all the wisdom there directing you, like, um, uh, you know, just, uh, go easy with it, just stay contemplative, just whatever. It guides you and, um, and, uh, but that's what it is. It's the level of consciousness, of understanding that this is just thought. Now, it, was, it, it wasn't a strategy because it wouldn't have worked as powerfully as it did for Jeff. But you can see that he saw it at a level of truth, that it was truly the, the understanding coming back to him um, as the intelligence of mind guides us. And uh, then from there, he also got thoughts about how to handle himself. So, Jeff, that was right on to what we were talking about, how it's really at the level of understanding and then how that calms the mind for you. So, again, thank you so much uh, for sharing, Jeff. Um, Anybody else that would like to share? Yes. Um, uh, Let's see. This is... um, I think it's Dave. Is it Dave? From Oakland. Hello? Yes,
1: Dave?
2: Yeah, hi there. Hi. Yeah, so I have kind of a a general question. Um, That's a tough act to follow, the guy who uh, was shot, but I'll do my best. I'm glad he's doing okay. so, I've become fairly familiar with the the three principles, first through reading the book, second chance uh by sitting okay Banks, yeah which yeah which which I found randomly on the bookshelf of a house I rented for the weekend a couple of years ago, which uh was great luck for me, and then uh now through the podcasts and teleseminars, which I've enjoyed um, My question is I guess it's kind of a general one, I know that in essence, the principles. Say that our thoughts dictate our life experience, and I understand that. But I'm wondering how um, I can reconcile the principles with with dealing with somebody who's, let's say, verbally or emotionally abusive. Uh, say a person is demeaning, or, or bullying, or disrespectful. I mean, it's tough not to to react sort of my traditional way. Am I would Sydney Banks want me to just sort of recalibrate my thoughts, and at, at what point? Does the behavior of the other person factor into say a decision to be around somebody like that who who might have a toxic influence on you,
0: yeah, I think that's a great question, you know um so let's look let's step back on that in the sense that um the you know what I love at times it'll say that um. These uh, you were given the gift of thought. And the way I see that in your example is you're able to see that somebody is acting this way toward you, if it is acting toward you. Thought allows you to see that, and thankfully you have that gift of thought to see that. Um, And uh, again... When we go back, like we did today in the tele to the spiritual nature of the principles, the principles aren't saying anything about how to think or that having a certain experience is wrong to have from your thinking. They're giving you the power to see life, really, to see life. And one way to tell people about it is and consciousness give you the experience of your of your moment to moment life, but it 's not telling you um, uh, thoughts are wrong or right, so you have this gift to see those kinds of things, and to know you don 't like them that's that to me is important to see now. your reaction though uh there 's many ways to look at somebody like that um that you're not caught in a particular, uh, uh, emotional reactivity. You could still not like it, for sure. Uh, you could still decide this person is, is too toxic for me. Again, you're given the gift of thought to see that. I mean, you really want to do, you really want to see, uh, if there's harm coming your way. That's why you were given thought. Now, You could go deeper with that given the fact that uh, this person is acting that way given the level of thinking they're at. Uh, People don't act negatively to another person unless they're in some kind of uh, insecure thinking. They're fearful. uh, They don't think highly of themselves. They are critical, whatever. You, You look in that thinking and you'll see, like everybody else, if we get into really insecure, scary thinking, we don't act as at our best. So that's a nice understanding to move toward about people that act uh, in disrespectful ways or in harmful ways to other people. That still does that allows us to not get caught up in it in a reactive way, but we still use our wisdom to know this isn't good for us. See, we could still dislike it. We could still be critical of it. We could still tell somebody to stop it. Uh, uh, because through thought, we're seeing uh, that it is harmful. You see? And without thought, we wouldn't see somebody being harmful to us. We wouldn't be able to say, well, that person isn't good for me. We wouldn't. Or we wouldn't be able to say, well, that person is good for me. Um but deeper you want to have an understanding that we're all the same you know we're all using thought to create a behavior and uh when we're in um you know deeply insecure thinking we our behavior is is harmful in some way to somebody else we might yell at them we might be critical of them we might whatever see, that's the understanding you want to move toward, that leads to um, uh, us saving ourselves from a lot of uh, emotional reactivity. However, you do want to use uh, what you're seeing about a person through thought to take care of yourself. Um, See? So you want to go back, like we did today a bit, to the principles. They are spiritual they allow you to be in life and know your life and have experience of life but they don't have comments on what your experiences are you just know where that experience is coming from simple as that you look within rather than outside and um uh and it is uh, that and so you have this wonderful ability to have thoughts so you can know things about the environment you're in. So I hope that's helpful. Um, I'm actually going to do, um, I'm actually going to do a seminar in September on this point. We're calling it forgiveness, but it's going to talk about this exact point. We're doing it in uh, Walnut Creek, California, but if you keep open, I'm gonna, we're gonna do it, uh, stream, live stream it too. We're gonna announce that in a couple of weeks. But if you're in Oakland, Dave, you could, you can hop over to that on a Saturday. It'll, we're gonna speak to this particular, um, understanding. But anyhow, did that help? It did. And, uh, you know,
2: I, I would say I have a couple of people in my life to whom this situation applies. And I do have some capacity for sort of understanding where they're coming from. And I think of the old saying, hurt people, hurt people. Um, And I guess that that is helpful. I mean, it it is empowering to know that I have the capacity to at least see that and then sort of decide how to take care of myself
0: based on what I'm seeing. That's right. That's right. and. It, it, again, it may not be a situation you'd like to be in, but you—you you, uh, again, thought allows you to see that, and um, and again, you want to go deeper with this understanding, though, uh, rather than just go to sayings that are out there in our world. You want to go deeper yourself to see that what Sid is saying. All of us are the same. We're all connected to one another. We are all the principles uh, playing out our thoughts moment to moment. And so you want to catch the depth, the deeper essence of that. You just don't want to take it in and um, uh, align it to other sayings. You know, Buddhists say something like that. You don't want to go there. You want to take this understanding and go deeper for yourself to see people with understanding, rather than with a critical voice. But you don't want to lose uh, the fact that you're seeing you're you're seeing something that may not be right for you. Th- thank you so much, Dave, for contributing today. That was uh, really helpful to us. Anybody else have anything to share? Boy, that was wonderful to hear from from the two people we heard from today. You know, it's just really, um, you know, just to carry this just a little further, I don't want to keep harping on this, um, around, um, uh, you know, Looking at the principles as a the, the spiritual energy you are a part of, and um, how it isn't you know this is like making them um, a thing, but it's, it's that they have no um, comment on how you make use of what you are. You see, they're just giving you the ability. To have a life, to en- to enjoy the life you have here, or to live in the life you have here and to know things, to know friendships or to know the oneness of life, you know, whatever it is that uh, forms as a thought for you. And that's really important um, to see because there are so many sayings out there about the principles that, uh, again, you can form judgments about how you're thinking, but The principles um, aren't about that, they're about you seeing your own understanding, living from your own understanding of the principles, but always uh, looking for more. You see, always looking to see more. Don't stay at your level, because then you make it something um, that you try to get better at. Um, Instead, you wanna be thankful for seeing something um, uh, like the two people that shared with us today shared with us what they saw. And then you're thankful for that, but you're always looking to see more. And that's where um, a lot of the beautiful ideas that are out there hook people into um, interpreting them in a way that they start to see if they're doing it right. For example, I was just mentoring someone uh, earlier today who is um, sharing the principles. And she says, well, it should be effortless. It should be effortless. I shouldn't have to, I should wait for direction before I go out and uh, get into my community to let people know about my business. Well, that was some idea that came out. She heard somewhere, some teacher shared that Understanding the principles is you, you have you're effortless, you just let the intelligence guide you. Well, she took it in a way where, um, it, was, it wasn't right to go out and meet people and tell people and give talks and all to grow her business. Well, that had nothing to do with that, you see. Um, so what we talked about it was to help her see it deeper for herself, and uh, and um, and that's what. That's all I was speaking to today and trying to go back to the principles. You'll find your own insights, and they will guide you. Um, but, again, be grateful for what you've seen, but also look for more. Uh, we have somebody else here who would like to share, and this is um, – I I have uh, Betty. Is this Betty? Yes, yes. Hi, Mark. I'm in Baltimore. Hi. Hi.
1: hi.
0: Yeah, hi, Betty. Hi. Hi.
1: Um, I wondered if you would say that anxiety and depression, um, if it if it occurs on a regular basis for a person, is that a form of repetitive compulsive thinking?
0: Um, yeah, yeah, I would think so. I okay. would think you could, but you have to you have to sh- see that with kindness. And the humanness of it. But, yeah, I think it would be, wouldn't it? I mean, it's repetitive and, and compulsive. It pulls the person into that uh, belief about themselves.
1: Right. So it's a, something like anxiety, it seems to me, is something that in a certain situation for some people, it makes sense to it – it makes sense that that state of mind for, for whatever reason at that moment. But well, I think, well, of like, course, what you're, yeah, yeah. I guess what you're saying is it's, it's it depends on the level. If you're on a higher level of consciousness, then it's not going to make sense anymore to sort of have those thoughts. Is that is that is that what you're saying?
0: Um, that's what I'm saying. Okay.
1: Yeah, i understand.
0: Yeah, that's right. And uh say you say so somebody who's um worried you know um if they see at a level of realization or an insight that that's just a way they've learned to use thought um at that level they it won't be the same thing it, it won't be compulsive And they will see something differently. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, like they'll say, "Oh man," Um, they might say something like, "Oh my goodness," you know. I don't need to look at that anymore, or uh, I'm going to stay away from um, somebody who's really in anxiety about their health. You know, I'm going to stay away from uh, looking things up on the internet about this. You know, or or they'll come to a nice calm. You know, they say, "Oh my goodness," you know. I saw how that was just my way of thinking. And when I saw that, I just came to, I just was relaxed and I was peaceful. So Mm -hmm. again, you're at another level of understanding or another level of consciousness and your thoughts are different. So your experience and your feelings are different too. It all comes together at once. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've told this. Yeah, you're right though, Betty, that's right. But again, you know, um, you don't want to tell people, uh Who are depressed or anxious, they're in compulsive thinking you know you you want to know that for yourself and you hope that you could find maybe some way to kindly say that, but they are isn't that repetitive and compulsive isn't it it mm-hmm. It really is the, uh, very strong for people Mhm, you know, I share that story a lot about that um um older woman who was really depressed and um uh, I, you know, I just asked her if she's ever happy, you know, and she says, well, I'm happy when I wake up. And I say, well, what happens to that? And she says, well, by the time my feet hit my slippers, I remember I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's very, it's very compulsive at that point because then she started to think, oh yeah, I'm going to have a dreary day. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, uh, my friends aren't going to call me. And now she's living in a reality of depression. Mm -hmm. through these compulsive thoughts. Right. Yeah. Now, she woke up to that. The minute she said that with me, she thought, oh, my goodness, all I'm doing is remembering. And I said, yeah, that's just how thought playing out for you. She said, oh, yeah, that's all it is. I don't have to look at myself that way when I wake up. Mm -hmm. So she was at another level of understanding, and it came to her like it did to the people that have shared today, how to handle it. Mm-hmm. She was in a completely different feeling. She was like excited and thrilled that she saw the truth. Mm-hmm. So, so thank you, Betty, for asking that. That, oh, that really helped to to clarify some things. L- nice to have you here again. Uh, well, we're coming to where we need to close for today. I hope. You found this really helpful to you. I really uh, appreciated the people who shared today. It really helped us uh, really see it more, really. Um, So here's the thing. Um, You're going to get an email, again, like I said, uh, with links to the recording. There's three ways that you'll be given uh, to listen to the recordings. A lot of people now... Are downloading them from the podcast on iTunes and then just uh, listening to the recordings while they exercise. Uh, you can always go to the website and you'll have a link for that, my website, which is threeprinciplesinstitute.org. And um, you can just download them at your leisure or listen to them at your leisure. If any of you have any further questions, feel free to email me at Dr. Mark Howard, Dr. Mark Howard at comcast.net and um, so I think that takes care of it for um, what we need to know. Be on the lookout for the announcement for that um, forgiveness uh, seminar. It's um, uh, a half-day seminar on a Saturday, September 23rd and for those of you who don't live locally we're, we're, we've set it up to where we can live stream it, and that announcement's coming out next week. Um, if you don't see the announcement and you're curious about it, email me again at drmarkhoward.comcast.net. Okay, everybody. Thanks again for being part of the teleseminars. It was nice to see all of you here, and we'll talk again next month. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye.